everyone. My name is Dan Jackson. And this is James B. And this is Politics is Local. Politics made simple for the common man. And today we will be bringing up our second part of talking about student loan debt crisis. Yeah, it's a very big problem. We had a great guest last week. We love having a guest. Uh, we'd love to have more guests. Uh, to, and, and V came in last week and she discussed personally uh, the, the struggles she's had over the last 20 years uh, as she's tried to get a, co- a college degree. While being financially responsible. Uh, you know, one of the things that we touched on last week were a lot of times that they thought that young people who were getting the uh, student loan money were just kind of throwing it away, wasting it away on everything. And uh, V, she kind of broke it down to us where from the very get-go, she tried to do the right thing uh, financially with the money, but she still ran into the same problems that a lot of students today talk about, and she's still trying to pay back that debt. But the uh, thing that I really like talking about today, Dan, is where do you think all this stuff come from, man? How did it start? How did we get here? Yeah, that that's the that's the key because I, I think a lot of people just sit back and go, you know, either think, oh, these kids are just wasting the money, or you know, and that it's just you know that it's just a natural human greed or something mm-hmm. like that. And the reality is, that with almost any kind of issue we have like this, there's always a starting point where something changed. And what we've seen over the last 20 years, uh, where this change has happened, has been the states. Mm-hmm. Who you know, every, the, all the Republicans are always wanting to give uh, states more power, more power, more power to the states, and the states, and not necessarily even by demographic, you know, not mm-hmm. necessarily just states in the South, but but states have cut funding to their state colleges. I mean, when you have, uh, you know, University of Tennessee, that's a state college, right? You know, Murray State University, it's supposed to be supported by the state. And then when you have uh, the state governments then uh, cutting uh, higher education between 2008 and 2018, 32 states cut higher education. Wow. The, uh, how do you, you know, how do you fund education? You're either going to raise tuition. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's where they like to go. <laughs> and so that has been the case. And so what has happened is the federal government, instead of making the decision on how to fund state colleges, uh, has uh, stepped in as as the loan agent and has made more student loans to cover that cost. And, and that makes sense because, you know, at what point do we say that you got to put a cap on a tuition? You know, I think we talked about it last week, you know. Uh, from the moment that a child starts school, we tell them if you want to get out of poverty, you want to change your situation, go to school. Exactly. But then we never tell them, but we're going to make it so expensive <laughs> for you to go to school that you're not going to be able to afford to go to school. Or you're going to be in, I think V said last week, she had one on that she'll be paying back for the rest of her life. Yeah, yeah, it's very scary. You know, and, and that's when policy's got to jump in there. You know, uh, councilmen. Uh, Autumn and they always get out there and talk about what they want to do for the people and how they're going to affect us. Uh, this is something that is destroying the middle class all the way. Yeah, absolutely. Together, you have 44 million Americans that that own that have student loan debt. I mean, that mm-hmm. is like seven eight percent of our population. Mm-hmm. You know, has got an average. I think of, I think an average debt of like like ten or ten to fifteen thousand dollars. I believe. Uh, and that's just sitting out there, you know, something that they're, you know, it's not, 
It's not a house that they can live in. Mm-hmm. That, that $15,000. It's not a car that they can drive to go to work. It's just debt. It's like credit card debt. And even their, even the U.S.'s credit card debt, which we're always talking about, you know, mm-hmm. uh, being an issue, is nowhere near uh, student loan debt. Yeah, I think student loan debt is twice of what credit card debt is in the U.S. So when is the U.S. going to do something about it? When are we as a group of people going to say, you know, education should be affordable to people? Now, you know, a lot of people got upset with Bernie Sanders because, you know, he said free college for everybody. So he's a socialist, this, that, whatever. But let me ask you a question. What are you, if you want to dangle an opportunity out of poverty in front of your people, but then know that they never had a financial means? To get it, so I agree with the whole uh, concept of the student loan debt program. In some aspects, you know, they talked about. Uh, I think if you made less than one hundred and twenty some thousand dollars um, a year, uh, you would qualify for it. So that's a lot of people. Uh, yeah, for, that, for loan forgiveness, for, for the loan, Biden plan, for the loan forgiveness, you know. Uh, but even you go all the way through that, it goes back to what you touched on, uh, to where the states just keep raising tuition. Yeah, and because you part know? of the problem has been that. Um, because the uh, these colleges, uh, these state colleges, have saw that the government, that the federal government, is going to continue to loan, you know, more and more money, more and more money, that they can just go ahead and build more buildings, mm-hmm. and that they can, you know, have plant more flowers. And, and I alluded to it last week that Murray State uh, or Kentucky is one of the states over the last ten years that have cut uh, state tuition, or I'm sorry, not cut uh, well, state funding case. to their to their schools. And Tennessee is not. Tennessee is, fortunately, it's one of the one of the rare times we can say that, that Tennessee bucked, doing the right thing, but the trend <laughs> and it's not cut, cut our funding to our schools. But if you look at UT Martin and you look at the campus of UT Martin, you look at the campus of Murray State. I mean, it's just the world's different, and it didn't use. Mm-hmm. I went to school at Murray State thirty years ago, thirty years ago, <laughs> and um, and I certainly have been to was at UT Martin 30 years ago, and the vast differences that Murray State has made, where's that money coming from? Mm-hmm. It's obviously coming in, in increases in their tuition. And, and let me ask you this. Uh, when you get the increase in the tuition, are the students gaining something now? Are, are they getting more classes? Are they getting taught by better professors? Or uh, does it seem like the money is going into uh, buildings? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, really. You, you know, so you, you're kind of defeating the purpose, you know, uh, you want to build these glorious buildings that make people want to come into and think that it's higher knowledge, but then nobody can afford <laughs> to, yeah. to, to, to come in there. It's all about greed and power. Yeah, I, I think it is as well. And uh, we, as a as a society, we've got to come to terms with that. We that it is okay to help these students out with some type of loan forgiveness, or certainly better strategic planning on. You know, from a government level, on, on how they're going to manage their their debt and, and what the rules for student loan debt should be. Yeah, the government has to be a lot more responsible. Uh, but I don't know. I, do you feel like this new Congress that we got coming into play is going to be more responsible? Well, they can't even <laughs> We're taking care of the student debt. So, there we go. Know. Well, you know, they did this since they was playing with math. You know, they, nobody wanted to let them be the first <laughs> 14 times. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> even though they had the majority. I, I was sitting there looking. Added on the screen, I said, okay, look, they've been crying about when they get in power, what they were going to do and how they were going to show us how to lead. I said, they got the majority. I said, which means numerically, it's more than them. 
in there than anybody else. And they can't get the two way team. Yeah. Yeah. How are we gonna you know how, how are we gonna increase Pell Grants? You know, I think a big a big thing the federal government could do is uh, you know, they could do more grants and less loans. Yeah. You know, you know, if you're if you're doing more grants, uh, you can uh, you know, you can offset some of these student loans. And you know what people say, it's all, well, you know, the government don't have money to send out for all these different grants for all these schools. But look at some of the things that we do spend money on. Okay, now, now listen to what I'm saying. Uh, think about the amount of money that we send out in uh, foreign aid. Now, I'm not saying foreign aid is a bad thing. I, I'm not saying that we should not help some other impoverished company, right? Uh, I'm sorry, country. And uh, people don't have a problem with that. Right. Billions of dollars. Right. Billions of dollars in uh, supplies, cargo, food. Right. Uh, and it's no problem. Right. Yeah. But then you don't want to bond out and help and give that type of assistance to Americans. Yeah. You, you can't tell me that we are not rich enough to do it when I watch us do it for other countries. Exactly. And, and that's where the frustration uh, comes from with me and, and, and with the government. With It's like they almost kind of pick and choose on what they're going to do. And I'm going to say this, you know, I'm going to duck. On both sides, on, on both sides of the aisle, I think um, it's been allowed to do because tuition has raised underneath Democrats well, and I mean that's what you know. You know, poverty and uh, non wealth, not being wealthy, mm -hmm. uh, it crosses all all racial barriers. You know, it, 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 all barriers, you know, sexes and races and everything. Uh, and I mean that's with the with the statistics on the student loan debt. It is, I mean, it's, it certainly is all groups, mm -hmm. and, but it's, it's groups that are, do not come from wealthy families. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, not necessarily people below the poverty line, but it's that, it's that middle class. Mm -hmm. And when you add these, you know, sometimes ten or $15,000 doesn't sound like much, uh, to people, but when, you know, the whole, the total household income is $30,000 a year. Ten thousand dollars of debt hanging out there yeah. is a lot of money. That's a lot. And if you're twenty-five years old, thirty years old, maybe you have, maybe you've gotten married, maybe you're having a baby, mm -hmm. and you still haven't finished college. Whatever the case may be, it's it is a, a, a weight that uh, that prohibits these folks from moving on and, and becoming successful Americans. Yeah. And that's what we want. We need, we need more success. Uh, we had a, a councilman, and I, I wish I knew his name, uh, but he was the first councilman being elected from the Gen, uh, Gen Z uh, generation, if you guys had, uh, read about that. Um, they had a thing on him on the news this week to where, you know, he down in Washington, now that he's there, he got to find uh, housing, right? So he's down there trying to find housing, but guess what? Even though he's been elected to find Okay, uh, I think he's from Florida uh, originally, uh, but because of student loan debt, guess what? He got bad credit. Oh my gosh! It is. He I can't find it. a place in Washington. He 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 cannot get an apartment. And he's been elected to the house. And he's been elected to the house oh of representatives. He's the first uh, member of Gen Z elected to Congress, right? So he's a young guy, maybe twenty. 24. 24? Okay, 24 years old, right? And because he hasn't had opportunity. Now, look, the guy's done the right thing. Got the good grades, went to high school, went to college, got out of college, bam, he's in Congress. <laughs> <That is laughs> oh, okay, so he's not, he not just out right. here right. 
<laughs> right? And he got bad credit. And the man cannot get a place. He, he need a co-signer to get a place in, in Washington. And some people say, well, what about his salary? He said, yeah, but I won't get my first salary until February. <laughs> I can't live between now in February. So think about this. He's yeah. living on somebody's couch that's, right now. Yeah, that's the part. Because of student loan debt. That is the perfect example. And, and I'm sorry, Congressman, I can't think of your name right now. When we do our next show, I'll throw your name out there so people can know. But you're from Gen Z, so look them up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's a real it's, it's a real problem. And I, I and so I would encourage people that are listening to, the, to this uh, to not just brush it off, yeah. but to say, or, or, but to get to consider it and consider the real ramifications of, of our economy having those trillions, it's like, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like 1.7 trillion in debt. And that's, that's like 10% of our gross domestic product. So it's a, it's a lot of debt and consider that it can, it is all problems can be solved mm -hmm. with a little thought. And, and we need to encourage our leaders to do that. So if you're, you know, if you know our representative Kustoff, that's our representative here locally, you should you should not have a problem saying, you know, sending him a letter, send him an email, or or I don't I don't know if our state senators or our U.S. senators would even listen to us, but <laughs> but then our our state reps that we have in in Nashville, I think we should we should send something, send emails, send faxes, send notes, uh, encouraging them to. Be more responsible to for our state colleges. Yeah, yeah. The, the same way that we send letters and we fight for the green deal, we fight for uh, the, uh making America cleaner uh, energy. Uh, we fight for uh, women's rights. You know, uh, student education, the student debt loan needs to be uh, right there uh, because what we're doing is we're putting a whole generation uh, really in poverty. Uh, we, we're putting a needle on them. I, I know some people. And I don't want to uh, call anyone's name. He's a young man. Uh, I think he's about twenty-two. Uh, years old, uh, when he was in high school, uh, all he talked about being was a veterinarian. Uh, did little internships um, around town. He's going to go to college to be a, a veterinarian um, until he saw the cost. Uh, until he saw that he would have to go to the four-year college and still turn around and do some more schooling. Um, and he said because of the debt, because of his fear of not being able to pay off the debt, he gave up uh, his dream of being a veterinarian. Um, and I know that that's just one story, uh, but it's not an isolated story. Uh, there are other people out there who want to do good, who want to have a bright future, uh, but just the economical strain uh, on them. They know, uh, let's say, for example, mom is already struggling, working two jobs, trying to just balance house. She cannot afford to send me to law school, even though I'm smart enough to be a lawyer. E even though if I could get through school, I could come out and affect my community and be productive to society, but because I don't have enough money, yeah, I, I, I can't do it. That affects all of us. Yeah, that that's the very real perspective. But even the let, let's look at the economic perspective. Let's look at the mm -hmm. you know the Republican perspective. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, or, or what should be I think a Republican perspective. It really should be all of our perspectives too, uh, and that is the um, uh, economic impact yeah. that. That this has now we're we're gaining in West Tennessee, 
we've got the uh, Blue Oval City that's coming uh, into uh, the Brownsville area. Yeah, yeah. It's Great job imp- for it. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's going to <laughs> impact all of West Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You w- We will need more lawyers. Yeah. We will need veterinarians. Mm-hmm. We will need not Engineers. just people <laughs> working in those plants. Yeah. But everything is as our population swells and it will it will increase here in even even an hour and a half away for mm-hmm. us we will have see you know effects of that as well but state colleges yeah. are, are the primary source of, of how you you gain you know that educated workforce mm-hmm. we will will need them and and we need to be there to support them. American students are worth investing in you know uh, people worry about being in debt. America already in debt. Okay, but for at least I'm gonna be in debt. Let me be in debt about something that I care about. You know, something that I can physically understand. Something that uh, my children are going through. Something that my neighbors' kids are going through. You know, but instead, you know, I'm in debt <laughs> over how much you know the American money is worth in China. You know, I'm in debt. Over some congressmen, and they're putting us into a bad situation to where we keep raising the debt ceilings to take care of our bills, right? We, we, we pay for all of that, right? But we don't want to give 17 through 23, 24 year old individuals a fair shot at life. You know, uh, that's what uh, politicians and representatives are for. Yeah, you and know, it, and it, it affects, affects us locally, it those local us. issues. It, you know, yeah, localist politics, man. Um, speaking of Congress, and we can shift a little bit here and, okay, and talk okay. about some local, I mean, not local news, I guess I guess it's, it affects us locally too, but it, it is, we got on to a little bit there with uh, with our new Congress in uh, House of Representatives. Oh, yeah, the multipolars. Yeah. You know, uh, who does it, who votes just once? <laughs> It's crazy. It's been 165 years since they had to vote for the state or for the uh, Speaker of the House that many times. I don't even think they, I don't even think, 165 years ago, did they even have Republicans and Democrats? Were they still doing the Whig Party? Man, they they may, I I believe so. like that. Yeah, I I, I believe that. Now, think about that. (laughs) A lot of people don't know who the Whig Party is. Yeah. Right? That's how long ago it is, you know what I'm saying? And America had grew and said, look, we're not going to do that. And this was so retarded about the situation. The Speaker of the House is the person from the majority, <laughs> from the majority that's in Congress, that he already got the numbers. He's already supposed to have the numbers needed to get past the threshold. And these rascals voted 15 times It's the to get this Done. And he gave everything away. You know what I always hear from people when we have something like this going on yeah. in, in Washington, uh, where, they're, where, where it's the, the Republicans that are obviously confused, lost. Yeah, yeah. I always hear, oh, they just, uh, we ought to do away with all of them. You yeah. know, it's, it's yeah. just this, oh, it's, you know, it's, but no, it is the Republicans. Yeah. They are a fractured party. Yeah. They, they have, in the last five, six, seven years, they have effectively fractured their party well really over the last 10 years since the tea party mm-hmm. that was the beginning of their fracture with them where they really i i will always say the tea party was just a, a racist the beginning of a of a, a racist reaction to barack mm-hmm. obama and and then since then these the trump 
backed candidates have, and that's basically who we had. Yeah, yeah. That, that were the ones, the yeah. Tea Party holdouts that, from, mm-hmm. from back then, and then uh, then some of the, the Trump backed oh, yeah. uh, candidates who who are are not just extreme; they are, <laughs> they are just bizarre. I mean, yeah. they they believe in in QAnon conspiracies and 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 everybody is out to get them yeah. and. It, but, it, but, but you know, they, they self-inflicted wounds that the Republican Party yeah. is going through right now. Yeah, because remember is. when the scandal came over Matt Gates and the uh, underage girl? People say, "Hey, throw this guy out of here! Hey, y'all need to do the swap." Yeah, and guess who protected him? Kevin McCartney. Yeah, right, because because he was a Trump guy. Yeah, so Kim Carl said, "No, we not gonna do nothing. This that yeah. whatever." And Matt Gates was the ring leader exactly. in stopping Kevin McCartney from being. Uh, speaker of the House, and then by the time he finally allowed him uh, to be Speaker of the House, they've taken all the power away from the Speaker of the House. I mean, yeah. Matt Gates might be the Speaker of the House. They're I, not mean, gonna, I mean, anybody can do anything now. I don't see how they possibly can solve or begin to work on any kind of uh, compromise on any any policies over the next two years. I, I don't understand how they can possibly do anything. And, and we're talking about within just their party. Exactly. I mean, the Democrats came together and elected a new. I was very uh, proud of them. Yes, <laughs> one vote. Yeah, they elected a new um, minority leader mm-hmm. uh, of the House, and what was his name? Mr. Hakeem Jeffries uh, is the new leader of the Democratic Party in the House of uh, Representatives. He is the first person of color uh, to ever lead any political party. Uh, in Congress, uh, yeah. uh, a lot of people uh, may remember him. Uh, so you can remember the first impeachment trial. Ah, okay. Okay, he was the leading uh, prosecutor in on there. And to be honest with you, man, that's where he really jumped up on my radar. Where's what state's he from? Do you know? Uh, I believe it's from New York. Okay. I, I think he's uh, from New York. Uh, well spoken, well educated uh, guy, man. Who uh, I, I tell you, uh, no disrespect to uh, former leader. Uh, Miss Pelosi, uh, but I feel like she would have had a hard time dealing with these uh, Republicans that's in power now, because you know they've always wanted to be after her anyway. They always feel like they could intimidate her, and they was gonna do this to her, and that's uh, they not gonna intimidate our friend uh, Mr. Jeffries, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and that's something because uh, I, I feel like it makes the uh, Democrats look stronger uh, in uh, Congress right now. You know, when you look on and you see somebody standing there speaking. You kind of see that fresh new look, you know. Yeah, that, uh, yeah I think it's good. I think it's you've been talking about. That. Yeah, uh, and you know, you know when uh, when uh, AOC was elected, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 you know she had a I guess the, I guess a far left, uh, being from New York, being from the area of New York, uh, she's from, and then she was elected with uh, several other, uh, mostly women. Mm-hmm. Um, House of Representatives, uh, the squad. Yes, the squad. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And so she, were, you know, they were viewed as being very liberal and how they were going to be so turbulent mm-hmm. in the Democratic Party. And they weren't. They haven't been at all. They, they, they weren't. And you know, know that's that's leadership. Yeah. That, that's what that was. And so I mean, and and they haven't been. They they weren't at all. And, and so when I hear negative things about them, I think you know they worked. They worked with mm-hmm. the rest of their of their party. Right. Uh, people got upset. Politics and being on the same side, in my opinion, is not me agreeing with everything 
the dance is exactly the way the dance is. Exactly. Yes. That, I that, agree. That's not I agree that. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he say, I got to say, that, that is not being a team. I'm telling you, if you're on my team and all you ever do is amen me, I'm sorry, I'm going to fire you. Yeah. Because I can't get counsel from you. Right. You know, I, I know at some point in time, I'm going to be wrong. You need new perspective. You, you need the new perspective. Always really new perspective. New, new perspective. New ideas. But, but with the new perspective, you got to keep in mind the overall goal. And I think that was the difference between the squad uh, and these MAGA uh, people. You know, because if you think back, uh, remember when uh, the squad voted in and uh, Pelosi was going up for speaker. Some of them said, I don't know. I, I don't yep. know yep. if I'm going to vote for her. You know, and they got to the establishment, this, that, whatever. Uh, but leadership, you didn't see Nancy Pelosi run to the floor with a vote. She said, we're going to work on it. <laughs> we're going to get together. I'm going to be the speaker. Right. Yeah. And when she showed up on the floor, she had the votes. Right. Well, because they had a plan. They, they were able to say, as Democrats, the overall uh, thing that you believe in, I can agree with. Now, I may uh, defer with you on how we should get there. But overall, we want to get to the same place with these MAGA guys, with these uh, uh, Matt Gates uh, uh, people. Right. Uh, I don't know what they wanted. Yeah. Because before the vote ever happened, uh, McCartney gave them everything that they wanted. They wanted to be on committees. They wanted to lessen. Uh, uh, the power of the speaker. They wanted to bring up where five members could get the speaker removed. He gave them all of that before vote one. And they still got to say, nah, nah, change my mind. Just move, just move the goalpost because it was all about them. Yeah, you, you know, know, and that's, I, I think it's that's basically because it's not about anything mm-hmm. but power. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have, if you're elected to something and you don't have a uh, an, a, agenda. I, don't, I don't want to say agenda because that kind of sounds negative, but you need to have a belief. Yeah. You need to have, uh, you know, goals of what you want to accomplish. Yeah. Not just, and that, that shouldn't just, just be, be power to be the boss, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to, you're working for a company, this is my perspective. I'm working for a company and all I ever think about is I want my boss's job. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I really thinking about, Doing a good job. I'm not really thinking about taking care of the customers yeah. and stuff like that. What, what do you do once you get that job? That's my perspective as a business person. You know, yeah, uh, I can't be that. I've got to be thinking about taking care of the customer. You know, so mm-hmm. that, so that you can have a, you know, improve your business, etc. Right. That's my perspective. Right. And, and so, and that would be my perspective. If I were elected to something. You know, I need to have a reason yeah. instead of just wanting to be and, and the man. Uh, McCartney, you know, I look at it and I say, well, you know. What's the point of being speaker? You know, you have no control of your call because that's ev- evident that everybody been able to watch over these last yeah, couple of days uh, on vote 14. They guaranteed on vote 14, we worked everybody in and we going to get this passed, right? And, you know, I, I'm a news nerd. You know, I stayed up uh, to watch vote 14. And sure enough, the same person who they said, oh, we got him, we got him right where we want. He's supposed to vote president. That's what he's going to do for the country. He got no, I changed my mind. I'm not I'm not. And so they get ready to close up. And let me show you how chaotic and how much chaos the Republican Party is going to be. Right? That's vote 14. Right? No, I'm not going to do it. So he loses. So what they were doing is they was going to make a motion to adjourn. Come back Monday. And pick back up the vote, right? They go up, make some other sweet deals with Mr. Matt Gates. Now, Kevin Gates, I mean, uh, Kevin McCartney run down there. No, 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 no. We want to change our mind. We don't want to. 
postpone it. We want to go immediately into a, yeah. another vote, right? And, and they go into one. That's chaos, right? Yeah. That's not leadership, you know. Uh, that's chaos, and, that, and that, that's the only fear uh, I have with the Republicans coming to office. But once again, you know, the pivot. Uh, very proud of uh, the Democrats. Uh, they held the line. They stayed at two twelve uh, each vote. They sat there all day, all week, all week. Yeah. You know, uh, hung and sworn in. Uh, if you look at, remember the first off, you saw the people had the little kids and stuff in the background. You know, people <laughs> brought their family down to this thing, right? Well, it's time to be, you know, everybody's gonna, they were gonna do the vote. They, they, were they gonna thought. like the speaker, they and then thought. they were gonna put all the, you know, everybody was gonna get, you know, sworn in. Yeah, they, they should have took the and Republicans. They couldn't do it. They should took the Republicans to a tutoring class in math. <laughs> and let them see, like, this is how this thing works. You need 218, don't go up for, you know, it's more of y'all than it's 222 of y'all. It be more than enough to get 218. But there's something about subtraction, you know, when it comes to Republicans. Uh, but, you know, uh, that's it. But Hakeem Jeffries, man, uh, I think everybody should look out uh, for him this year. Uh, yeah, I think excited, that, uh, even though in the minority, cool. you know, even the minority, I think we're going to try to hold the line uh, as much as we can. Uh, he got a good crew around him, too. I wish I knew everybody around it because, you know, uh, the Democrats brought in all new leaders. Uh, yeah. The only one who stayed was Jim Clayburn. And he's staying on as an uh, assistant. Is Pelosi, to is, she, is she not going to run? She's not going to be in leadership at all. She is, is just. Is she going to stay in Congress? But she's staying in Congress. Okay. Uh, and see, that's another uh, joy. You know, you still kind of keep that wisdom yeah. um, around you, you know, uh, while she's still uh, got enough trust and hope in the new generation to kind of let them. That's good. I mean, that's uh, a good uh, transition. That's, you know? that's kind of transition you want. Yeah. Uh, instead of the guy just leaving the White House and jumping on a jumping on a helicopter with a bunch of documents, he's <laughs> you want you yeah. would like for them to say, yeah. "Hey, uh, just gonna say confidential," and then mean what's supposed to take him. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just said confidential. You know, secret. <laughs> I guess we've digressed enough. Uh, yeah, uh, this I think this has been a good show. I I hope that folks go back and and uh, and listen to the uh, student loan um, story that we had last week. I would I would I would encourage them to do that. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, we all learn a little bit and and that our, and hopefully at some point in the future our leaders. We'll start acting like adults again. And this is Local with Politics, Dan Jackson and James Peter.